Praise God. Happy to be here. Amen. We're rejoicing in the presence of the Lord in what God is doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's sing a song together. Fill my way with love. Number 480. Amen. Do you love him? Want more of him? Amen. That's our desire. Come with our cups turned up. Our cups are turned up tonight. Amen. Our brother Murphy's going to come minister. We're looking forward to what God has placed on his heart for us to feed on. Amen. Let me walk, blessed Lord, in the way thou hast gone. It ain't straight. Thank you. 
peace who has broken down every wall. He is our peace who has broken down every wall. He is our peace. He is our peace. He is our peace who has broken down every wall. He is our peace. He is our peace. So cast all your cares on Him, for He cares for you. He is our an anchor in our life, Lord Jesus, that holds to that solid rock, Father, that peace, Lord Jesus, that breaks down every wall, wall of inhibitions, Father, because we have confidence in you, O God. We can face the enemy without fear, Lord Jesus, because we know that you are with us. You have already defeated him, Lord God, and we're so thankful for that, O God. Thankful that you have revealed this to us, Lord. You have made it known to us. You are reflecting it through your bride tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Brother John Walder, I'm going to ask you to come and pray with us tonight. Just uh, take the people to the throne of grace. Just want to remember the, uh, the Powell family dodds family sister sally senior has gone to be with the lord another veteran that god has called home and and uh she's rejoicing on the other side we're so thankful for that for that testimony that she held all those years and never failed was faithful to the end we're so thankful for that amen if you have a need tonight we're a needy people but we have a great god 
is the supplier of all of our needs. Amen. Praise God. God bless you, brother. portion, Lord. Thankful for the life you've given us, Sister Sally, Lord. Just pray that you would just pour into her family, Lord, and all of her loved ones, Lord. Just commit them into your hands, Lord Jesus. We come before you tonight, Lord, as a church, Father. We've come to hear your word, Lord Jesus. We bring our licks of fire, Lord God, expecting you to do the miraculous, Lord Jesus. We're praying, Father, that your blood would just cleanse each person in here. If there's any unbelief or any spirits that would hinder the moving of God, may they be cast out. Father, may the, he- may the sick be healed, we pray. If there's any that's lost that's here, Father, we know that you're still the God of salvation. You're the Savior. You're the healer, Lord. May your presence come tonight, Lord Jesus. Anoint Brother Murphy, Lord God. Unctionize him, Lord God. We bring our licks of fire, Lord Jesus, for one another, Lord God, for this body here, Lord Jesus, that you would move tonight, Lord God. We've not come just to hear a man, Lord. We've come because our hearts are hungry to see the moving of God in this church, Lord, to see lives changed, to see people delivered, that we may move on and do deeper depths, Lord, and greater heights, Lord Jesus. So we consecrate ourselves, Lord. We surrender to you, Lord. Whatever your will is for this service, Lord, may you be unhindered, Lord Jesus. Move in every life, Lord, every seat here, Lord Jesus. Maybe someone listening over the sound waves, Father, you can go into any room, Lord God. You can go into any building, Lord Jesus. You're not bound by this building, Father. We pray your presence would just minister to every body, Lord, every sheep, every lamb, Lord God. We hold one another up in prayer, Lord God, and pray that you would just meet us here tonight, Lord. We commit this service into your hands, Lord Jesus. All these needs, Father, all the ones represented with an uplifted hand, Father, you know the hearts, Lord Jesus. Pray that you'd meet every need, Lord, according to your riches. Do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could even ask or even think in our minds. Go beyond our expectations, Lord God. Surprise us, Lord. We invite your presence, Lord. Do the supernatural, Lord Jesus. Do what we cannot do, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. We worship you as a body, Lord. We invite your presence to come, Lord. We invite you, Lord Jesus, each person here in our hearts, Father. We invite your presence, your Holy Spirit. Take complete control of everyone. Minister, the song leader, Lord. We just dedicate ourselves, each person, to you, Lord. We ask everything in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The same God who spoke to the woman at the well. Start with a chorus. The same God who spoke to the woman at 
It's a reality, folks. It's not a pipe dream. It's not a myth. It's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He's made Himself personal to each and every one of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can have your seats. Sister Victoria Adamora has got a special for us. I just ask you to come and get ready and prepare. Um, We've got uh, an announcement. We have one service um, this Sunday morning, which will be Brother Tim Dodd speaking down at the camp, and that'll be at 10.30 a.m., So, uh, and only one service, just remember. Oh, also will be streamed here, correct? Yes, because the church will be open, so anybody that would like to come and fellowship around the Word in the church here, you are more than welcome to. Amen. God bless you.
I don't quite remember what happened, but it was something in my heart where the Lord had done something very special, and the word speechless came, kept on coming. Um, and so um, this morning in my devotions, I was praying to the Lord, and um, he answered a prayer and request that was heavy on my heart. Um, and throughout the day, I was just thinking about the events that's been happening the past couple months with me personally, with the testimonies we're hearing. And the song Speechless came by. And every time something special like that happens and I have no words to really express what my heart is is saying to the Lord, this song comes up. And he told me, why don't you just sing it tonight? <laughs> and I get very nervous when I have to play. Um, but I pray this song is a blessing um, to you and that the words may express something that's on your heart when you don't have words to say. Cannot 
so true. Sometimes we just can't find the words to express ourselves to the Lord Jesus this is the way we would like to. And He just is so marvelous. Amen. I'm sure we've all felt that in our lives. We're going to invite our brother Murphy to come now and minister. And let's sing together, Spirit of God, move. Write your word on our hearts. Spirit of God, move, write your word in my heart, fill my whole being, consume my life. Spirit of God, move, an empty vessel I want to be, so that you can come.
desire in all my heart. Fill us, Lord, and let the Spirit of God move. That's the only thing that will work. It's not that the preacher try to move you. It won't move you very far. You will find out that you will be able to come to them hands. It's not that just uh, just the atmosphere trying to move you. It won't move you very far either. But when the Spirit of God come, when He move, He move you to eternity, and you will never be regretted. And there's nothing to be regretted for. And that's what we're holding desire. We pray the Lord just move tonight. And Lord has been moving in the last little while. We witness that. But you know the bride of Jesus Christ, our appetite is just like an endless uh, bottomless pit. And Lord, whatever you feel with us, Lord, I just want something more. Just want a little bit more tonight. We just pray the Lord will be with us and bless us and speak to us again. And uh, I just uh, it was a, a little bit of shock me that Sister Sally Dodd uh, just uh, passed away. And uh, our heart goes for uh, the palace of family. And uh, what a wonderful soldier that said, uh, lived a life and so faithful, big example that all these uh, years to be a pillar of the church. And one life gone, but uh, life continues on. And um, I was just so excited. Brother Tom said, uh, Sister Kenzie is going to be baptized. And one, one life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, one life uh, go to meet is uh, reward. And in another life is going to be born. We're so thankful to it, our Lord. It is moving and amongst us of the people. Maybe we can just go to the scripture. Let's turn to um, uh, book of uh, John, Gospel of John, chapter uh, 17. Thank you so much for the musician and that everyone uh, that is in the technici- technical, uh, in the video room and everything. And it just has been uh, so blessed by all the gifts that the Lord has given to us. And uh, we treasure every one of them. And I just want to greet uh, to the people uh, on the other side of the border, our dear brothers and sisters uh, uh, in uh, you, uh, on the United States, and we're still praying and we're believing. We're believing God is going to supernaturally close. I mean, open this border. <laughs> yeah, he will he will open up this border for us because we have our another part of the body, body still separated from us, and we want to see them. I'm sure they want to see us. And uh, let's turn to the book of uh, John, chapter 17, uh, verse 13. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Why the world hate them? Because they are not of this world. In another word, they're coming from another world. And when they're coming from another world, their behavior is different. Their conversation is different. Their countenance is different. Their dress is different. The things that they're interested in is different. Some people feel they are weird, but most of the people in this world, they hated this. The reason is because they become a light. When lights come, when darkness is in darkness, you don't feel this how dark it is. When everything is dark, everything, everybody feels more comfortable. 
But when the light has come, it makes people feel doesn't comfortable. When their conversation, when the things they are talking about, it shows what they're living is a sin. It shows what their life is, is not to what it ought to be. There is a higher life that a person can live. That's why the world would hate them. But God said, I give them thy word to Lord. Let's turn to the book of uh, Colossians chapter 1. Book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 20, uh, 26. Even the mystery which has been hide from ages and from generations, but now is made manifested to his sins, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. If Lord willing, I would like to just continue on uh, from uh, what I uh, spoke the last time. I have given them uh, thy word. You know, it's uh, kind of uh, uh, strange. You know, the more you prepare it, it seems like there's just no end to it. And I was, uh, I was uh, almost thinking about to give another title of this, uh, The Omnipotence in the Flesh. But uh, then I thought, no, I, I think I'll just uh, continue on in this, uh, uh, just uh, say how the Lord lays me. I, I probably won't be able to uh, uh, to even touch that subject that I would like to speak because it's too vast the lord just have so much that is in that but i believe the lord uh, will have a mind for that and uh, i know we have the baptism so i i won't want to spend too much of a time and uh, but it's just enough to uh, get something to you that you can go home and chew on it <laughs> uh, brother Branham said in the crisis mystery of god reveal and he said um and that the life is christ in the word, personally in you, vindicating something that you cannot do, proving himself that is not you, but is him. Is Christ himself vindicate himself inside of you, personally to you? It's not to the group revelation. It's not your daddy mom's revelation. It's not just your husband's revelation even. It's not just your wife's but it's a personal revelation to you. You know what makes this uh, uh, message so different from anything else? Because this message is a person. Everything else, the the uh, the best uh, that a church can offer is a religion. But what is the message can offer is not a religion, but is a person. When is the religion? It's just a filled out of the person. That person might be uh, become a good citizen. That person can go to church. That person can be a good neighbor. That person can do things uh, that is right. As Brother Branham said, that they can uh, send the coals to the widows. And we don't see the same coals. You might buy gas for the widows. You might have to uh, do all the charity works and uh, humanitarian uh, the works and do the things. But you cannot live a life that Jesus Christ wanted a person that wild on this earth to live. 
Only the person of Jesus Christ can do that. I remember when I first came to the church here, what is to strike me the most is not to the, the preaching, how wonderful the preaching, though it is. It's not just the singing, how wonderful that singing is. It's not just uh, the people's, uh, uh, the dress, uh, the, the smile of the people, the love that uh, the amongst the people. It's not just that, but it was something I cannot even pinpoint it to that. But later on, I find out, is that person that in that person? Then that person, there's something live differently. Make them going through the trial, they're still holding on. Make them going through the difficulties, that is still holding on to the Lord. Make them to going through the life catastrophe, but something smiled on their face. Make them pressing down. That is not human being can do, but there's another person living in that person. To make them live so different. That's so striking in my heart. Then I told the Lord, I said, Lord, this is the person that I don't want. I don't want to just a man's spirit. I don't want to just hear it at a good preaching. I don't want to just go to another church. But that's the person that's been longing for. That for years after years of going to this church, going to that church without being satisfied. Can do nothing to satisfy me. But Lord, I said that they possess something that I'm longing for. You know what? There's many people that come into the church. They probably find out there's certain things they love. There's certain character that a believer that they love. There's certain the social uh, group that they love. There's certain things uh, that are they, uh, uh, you know, they can live a good life, uh, uh, just uh, nice and clean. They can say the certain things, but I want that person to living in me. Because when after everything said and done, only that person can hold you. And when everything, that emotional, when the way starts to fading out, only that person can hold you. When everybody else starts to living, you find out only that person can hold you. Is that the life is Christ in the Word, personally in you, vindicating something that you cannot do, and proving Himself that it's not you, but it's Him. Is he that holding you? Is he that keeping you? Is he that in that in your marriage? Is he is he that in your family? Is he that protecting your children? Is he healed to you? Is nothing else but is a him? And in scripture we just read in in Colossians, he said to, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles. Which is a Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let me read it again. Which is a Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. If I can put it in this way. The only way for God can express it in himself. To be a father. Is a through that a son of a man. But a son of a man is not just one to be the one individual person. But he wants to, as the Brother Bram said in the Christ is the mystery of a God. God poured himself that into Christ. And Christ poured himself into the church. So good to see you, Brother George. Nice to see you to sit, uh, sit in your spot here. So when the God, he wanted himself a poor in the son of a man. But that's not just the one man. But the son of a man, the Christ, 
that himself wanted to walk all God that had poured in him. He wanted to pour it into the bride of Jesus Christ. That make a Christ in you the hope of a glory. And to that earth uh, is not just a part of God, as the last time one we see, but it's the fullness of God that poured himself in the body of Jesus Christ. When the fullness of God had a bodily poured in the uh, body of Jesus Christ, he required differently. The, the things that, that happens in Lucifer's time, all of a sudden is not enough anymore. The things that in the John Weston is the time, all of a sudden is not enough anymore. The spoken in the tongue, in the Pentecostal of the time, all of a sudden is not enough anymore. It just to go to the church, having to be a good citizen, good church member, all of a sudden not becoming enough anymore. Because the fullness of God had a bodily has already come. When the fullness of God had a bodily come, come, he needed a full manifestation. That's why we cannot do it. That's why your own sincerity cannot do that. It has to take that a person to manifest himself in his fullness. Because when the whole world is one into the climax of the Eden, Satan's the Eden, but God also releases his power in the fullness in this hour. And that the Bible said that Christ in you, the hope of a glory. If I can put it in this way, He's the only hope of glory. Amen. There's no other hope. For the Branham said in the Christ is the mystery of a God, He said that God accepted nothing else but that of Christ in you, the hope of a glory. The only thing that God will recognize. If I can put it in this way, there's no other hope that in this earth, the only hope is the Christ in you, the hope of a glory. If a Christ is not in you, you don't even have a hope. You cannot even hope to live a godly life. You cannot even hope to keep your marriage life in the evil, evil world in this, in this age that we're facing. You cannot even keep your children that in this evil age without a Christ in you. Christ in you, that's the only hope of glory. You have no hope to keep your marriage life without a Christ in you. You have no hope to overcome the world if a Christ is not a living in you. You have no hope to standing firm when everything else is a crumbling. You have no hope that is in you during this COVID time. That you can still believe in the Lord. Still stand firm on God's word. Still desiring for the Lord. Still witness to the healing. Still see our children got saved. Still see people baptized in the baptismal tank. Christ in you. The only hope of glory. You have no hope. If Christ is not in you, you have no hope when your friends is living. If Christ is not in you, you have no hope when the world is tempting you in such a way and to come to a point you cannot even reject it. Christ in you, the hope of a glory. Not emotion in you, the hope of a glory. 
Is that your daddy and mommy's uh, the teaching or instruction in you make you the hope of a glory? Christ in you, the hope of a glory. That person must be real to you. This is the time to stop just to uh, be playing with the church. Because the fullness of a Godhead bodily has already came. It doesn't require a religion. You'll find out a religion doesn't work. It doesn't require just you coming to the church. You'll find out I come to the church. Even in the open, it doesn't work. Christ become a personal. Vindicating something that is not you doing it, but it's God himself doing it. But let me bring the good news to you. Who kept you during this is COVID? Who kept it to you during this time when the lockdown, when I'm isolated, when I'm nowhere to go? You cannot fellowship. Is that social program held to you any longer? Is that a social fellowship held to you any longer? But it's a Christ in you that has kept to you all this time. Satan's thinking and said, this is my time that can do havoc. But he doesn't know this is the God's time. That is that I'm going to be fullness of Godhead bodily. This is the time for him to manifest himself. This is the time for the believer really shine. This is the time that God is testing, not you. He's testing the word. He's testing the vaccine that is inside of you. It might cause you some heartache. It might cause you some scar. It might cause you some, uh, some loneliness and different things that have happened that during this time. But after all said and done, God proved one thing. That vaccine holds. The message in this hour holds. That person of Jesus Christ still holds. Regardless what the world tried to do. Regardless what Satan tried to do. But God still saved our children, Kenzie. But God still protected our children during the same time. Is it a Christ in you? The hope of a glory. The only thing that God recognized. No fellowship. No church, no creed, no denomination, no nothing. Everything else is dead. It's a fragment that has to be cut off. Pruned off away from the thing. That Christ might live with preeminence in you. If Christ is in you, that's the only hope of a glory. He doesn't just give you hope. But it give you hope of a glory. It's not just a hope so a gospel. It's not just a barely we made it. It's not a we're in a surviving mode. We're in a avenging mode. The other day I was just attending another prayer meeting. And I saw the young people under the burden. And we're, they're under the burden to start to pray. I couldn't even hear myself. I thought I was allowed. But I couldn't even hear myself when everybody started to get under the burden. And I mentioned your names, mention your family, and start to pray. I said, Lord, 
This is what I'm a longing for. This is what I'm a believing. That I'm just thinking about. God gave us the word of a reconciliation. And I, we know that our Lord is the Kingsman Redeemer. And He's a Goel, as the Hebrews has said. And He's not only just Kingsman Redeemer to save, but He's also Avenger. He's avenging for the blood that has been sacked. He's avenging for you, for your children. Has been taken out of the way by the word. He's avenging the privilege that we have, but a Satan makes us live under privilege. Well, to the prayer, I'll just say to Satan, you be careful. This bride of Jesus Christ is not just in the surviving mode, but they're in the avenging mode. Whatever has been lost, this is the time to be restored. Whatever Satan has done to the havoc, done the damage, but this is the time the Kingsman Redeemer put on a different mask, said, I'm the avenger for you. Christ in you, the hope of a glory. But he wants himself to be put in a preeminence. That means he wants to be in the first place. It's not just the second place, but it must be the first place. So when we talk about about God in the preeminence, it doesn't mean that you try to live it on up to a certain element, uh, uh, to a certain level. It doesn't mean that you try to just do the certain things that have just lifted him up all, just above all the things. No. To put him in a preeminence, that means to prune off everything else. To put him in a preeminence is not how high you can lift him up, but how you can get rid of all the things that has been besetting you. When everything else is gone, he automatically in the preeminence. When everything else has become a secondary, he automatically become the first place. When everything else that it becomes just a record read off it, he himself will rise up in the first place, and that's the only place. To cut off everything else will put him in the preeminence of place. We think about uh, Brother Thomas speaking about uh, just do what your brother do. And I was just thinking about that, that scripture, uh, uh, that, that quote it as well. I was thinking about how hard for, for Cain to do what does his brother do. To us, to the believer, to the seed of a God, it was so easy. When we see it, we do it. Because that's the word of a God. But for Cain, it's almost impossible. Let's get the fact. Let's face this. To do what he brought her to do, he needed to admit, all my years of labor is in vain. To do what is his brother to do, he has to admit, I'm wrong, and my holy roller brother is right. How hard for him to do that? 
For him to do that, what is the brother to do? That means all his worship is in vain. All his singing is in vain. All he was singing, I worship you, Lord. His tears is in vain. His emotion he went through, all in vain. For him to lay down everything, to admit that this is a brother, a humble brother, what it did, it seemed like so rude, seemed like so rough, seemed like so uncultured, seemed like so unpolished, to just use a rock to kill the neck and identify it with that land. But that's the Christ person that he knew. It's the blood covered that. It's that person's blood living in you. You must identify yourself with that. How hard for him to do. But you know, for the believer, it's just automatically done. You know why? Because you are the seed of God. Something inside of you is different. That person is living in you. That's why you can believe. That's why you can say, Lord, your word is the true day and amen. That's why you can repent. The other people can't. They can see it. They can saw it. They can come here. They can do what to try to impersonate. But they will never accept that a person inside of them. But you could. Because you are the seed of God. Christ in you, the hope of a glory. What does the glory mean? Glory. Well, obviously, glory means glory. <laughs> but it had other meaning too. Hope of a glory. Glory also means opinion. Not your opinion, but his opinion. And also judgment. Viewing. To judge what is right and what is wrong. If you receive Christ, you receive Christ as a person in you. That means you have a hope of a glory. You have a hope of a judgment. You have a hope of a discernment. You have a hope of God's opinion, not your opinion. You can expect God's judgment. Not a judgment for you to be guilty, but a judgment to you that you're free. That's why the cloud was so much to us. Was such a significant thing to us. It shows that the supreme authority has come. The supreme and white-wigged judge has come. That he passed the verdict. Said you're not guilty anymore. But you are free. That's why he said you are not guilty. Why? Because the head is come. The head cannot be united with the guilty one. The head cannot be united with the superior one. The head cannot be united with the lying unholy thing. The head must be united with the body that he has been purchased. His blood has covered. When that cloud come, it shows you didn't receive it just a religion. You received it a person. 
and you become the member of the body, not of the corridor of Bible way, but a body of Jesus Christ. And when that head that become your head, you receive it as a word. You receive it as a mind. No matter how high revelation you are or how low revelation you are. No matter how you think high you are or how lower you think you are. But even the soul of the feet that you still is the body of Jesus Christ. And that soul of feet still stepping on the neck of a Satan. He call you that you are the unguilty one. Glory also means magnificence, excellences, preeminence, dignity, grace. When you have a Christ, you have all of that. You have a hope of a magnificence. You have a hope of excellency. You have a hope of a preeminence. He will be preeminent in you. And you have a hope of a dignity. When I'm thinking about that, I said, oh my, what a wonderful God that I'm serving. If you have Him, and He is a person, and Christ is the Word. When you receive that Word with all your heart, you literally receive a person inside of you. And then Christ in you, he said, you have a hope of a dignity. I'm thinking about how many people hasn't lived a life, has to live a life without a dignity. I lived a life without a dignity. There's no dignity in alcohol. There's no dignity in chasing a woman. There's no dignity whatsoever that a world can offer. There's no dignity in a bar, in a club, in a pub. There's no dignity in from one woman go to another. There's no dignity from one boyfriend go to another boyfriend. There's no dignity in that. There's no dignity. When you know dignity, when you are social with all your friends and are doing things that is not supposed to, there's no dignity in there. I remember when I was a drinking, drink yourself almost to death. And you become a soul shameful to yourself, but you cannot control it. The drinking to a point that you've done things are so stupid. And you cannot control it. There's no dignity in there. There's no dignity, dignity that in drugs. There's one day, one time I talked with my brother. And he said, you have a... He said, you, you folks, Christians, are such a slave. You have no freedom at all. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't smoke. You can't do all of that. You can't gamble. You can't do this. I said, wait a minute. Uh, no, honey, sorry. So <laughs> wait a minute, my brother. I said, I have a freedom. If I want to smoke, I can go down there to get a Marlboro. 
It's not supposed to be mentioned. I said, if I want to drink, I can go down there to store there to get me a, a bear. A beer. Not a bear. You have to forgive me. I'm a, <laughs> my Chinglish. I said, if you, I want to do that, I will do anything that you're doing right now. But the thing is, there's another person living in me. doesn't attract me anymore. Those things, is not something tempting me. I have to hold myself and not to do. The taste is lost. To want to smoke, the taste is lost. I feel disgusting about it. The drink, the taste is lost. The time I smell that, even my wife would put a one little cooking wine that in that food, if not fully evaporated, I got, I got a dizzy. What is it, Lord, to take that out of me? Why? Because a person living in me, Christ living in me, not just gave me a hope, but it gave me the hope of a glory. That I can live a dignified life. But I tell my brothers that you can't. No matter how you want to try. I can. I don't want it. But you, though you don't want it, you know the stupidity when you get drunk. You know the cigarettes is a hard and harsh, uh, harsh, harsh on your lung. You know that sort of with the food that you eat and the things that you, that you do that it cause you the havoc on your body. But I said, can you quit? And I never heard from him anymore. Who's a slave then? When that person live in, it give you freedom. When a religion living in, it give you bondage. When a religion give take a hold of you, you become impersonator. But when a person living in, it give you life. When a person living in, it gives you a dignified life. And you can have a dignity. You can lift up your head. You can stuck over your chest. I'm not what I used to be. All the things that have attracted me, it doesn't attract me anymore. The religion doesn't even attract me. Actually, I disgusted about the religion. It's just holding little people, promise of people, but without giving anything that's a reality. Promise of peeping the carrots, but it gives them the hell that they're going to. But when a person living in, it gives you the reality. When a person that's living in, it makes your whole life transformed. Your nature is changed. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory, that means majesty. A thing belonging to God. Glory means that the kingly majesty which belongs to Him as a supreme ruler. If you have a Christ living in you, you have a hope to be a supreme, supreme ruler. It's not a sin that rules you anymore, but you have a dominion 
over sin. And he also promised you to to sit at a throne that is with him. To be a supreme leader. To be a supreme ruler. I'm way higher than Joe Biden. I'm way higher than Mr. Trump. We are the supreme, supreme ruler. He granted us to sit at the throne with him. Even while on this earth, we can conquer that a country cannot conquer. We can conquer a culture that is so evil that God doesn't want. We can conquer the world that is that nobody else can conquer. Glory means majesty in the sense of absolute perfection of the deity. You have a hope of a glory. That means you have a hope of an absolute perfection of the deity. That living in you. When you have a Christ, you have everything. You said, I just have a small portion in it. As the last time I said, there's a difference of a quantity, but there's no difference of a quality. One spoon of ocean water has the same element as the whole Pacific Ocean has. And then he said, glory is means most glory is a condition, most exalted state. It's not you put yourself into, but God puts you into the most exalted state. Above what is the world can offer. That's the Christ in you, the hope of a glory. And that is the word that we received. Because by Christ, by living in you, He give, a, give you His Word by the way of Him Himself living in you. He poured Himself that inside of you. It's not something that you learned or educated from, but it's He Himself that is living inside of you. He said, I have given them Thy Word. How the Word came to Jesus. That's how the Word that it came to you. How the word that he has received, that's the same word that we have received. That God himself living inside of you as a person. But Abraham said as the Christ, the mystery of God revealed. He said that the entire Bible is a revelation of a God's mystery in Christ. The entire Bible is an expression of a one goal that God had. One purpose he wanted to achieve in the entire Bible. And in this last day, he has revealed it and shows it. God has shown that a secret to his bride. Christ wants to live inside of you. In his fullness. And in his Christ mystery of God reveal, he said, but now look. But now, wow, he has the preeminence. God fully manifested in Jesus Christ. The God's great secret of his revelation. The whole fullness of a Godhead in Jesus Christ. Then the fullness of a Godhead bodily inside the bride of a Jesus, bride of a Jesus Christ. And then lead them back to Garden of Eden. He revealed his secret only to his own wife. And it's through a channel. Because in an Amos, the Amos 3-7 said, Surely, 
the Lord God will do nothing. But he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophet. That means that God doesn't do anything unless he reveals his secret to his prophet. You say, oh, I know the knowledge. Oh, I know this is the God wants to live in us. But he won't reveal that person. He can reveal the knowledge of it, but he won't reveal that person. Bride can only be attracted when that person was fully manifested. That's why God has to have this prophet's ministry come in as such a manifestation that the people even misunderstood him with Jesus Christ. It has to be a ministry like that because God must have come in the fullness of Godhead bodily in this hour. And he revealed that secret that only to his prophet. Then his prophet get that secret to the bride of Jesus Christ. So what is the secret meant? In Amos 3, it said that he reveals his but he reveals the secret unto his servants, the prophet. A secret, that means to do, fashion, or accomplish. Oh, sorry, to do. Oh, God will do nothing. What does that do means? Do means to do, fashion, or accomplish. In another word, Lord will not accomplish anything until he reveals his secret. To it is the servants, the prophet. If God wants to accomplish anything, He must reveal His secret to it is the prophet. Then it is the prophet get to the secret to the bride of Jesus Christ. Everybody else can listen to that, but still the secret. But when the bride of Jesus Christ would have listened to that, they said, this is to reveal the truth. This is that revealed a person. This is a Christ unfolding himself right in front of me. Do. Lord would do nothing. Do also means to produce. God will not produce the true miracle and the sign until he revealed his secret to his prophet. Do also means to deal with. That means that God will not deal with unless he reveal his secret to his prophet. He can't deal with the people's heart because that person hasn't been revealed yet. That secret hasn't been revealed yet. To do also means to act with the effect. God will not act with the effect unless he revealed his secret to his servants, the prophet. That's why you can see that the church, the denomination, they can teach people, they can educate the people, volume after volumes of the seminary books, time of one Bible school after another Bible school, but it will not act with effect because God only revealed the secret to his prophet. So that's why all those things will not take an effect on people. To do also means to prepare. God, the Lord God, will prepare nothing if he doesn't reveal his secret to his servant, the prophet. God cannot prepare a bride until he reveals his secret to his prophet. 
is all hinged on that one channel here. To do it also means to put in order. God will not put his church in order unless he reveals his secret to his prophet. That's why you saw the mess up that in the religious world. That's why you saw it in the church world and the people, one believe that, one believe that, and one say this, one say that this is after that. They cannot do anything because God cannot put in order until he reveals his secret to his prophet. To do it also means to acquire property. God cannot acquire property unless He reveals His secret to His to His prophet. God cannot acquire that inheritance to claim you as another property until God reveals His secret to the prophet. When God reveals His secret to the prophet. And by you receiving the word, now he can claim you. And not only he claim you, because the claim has to be on both sides. If I claim that she is my wife, then my wife has to reclaim me. I'm as a, her husband. If God claim you as a bride, you must claim him as a Lord. You are my bridegroom. But God cannot acquire property until he reveal his secret to He's a prophet. And to do also means to press, to squeeze. When we saw this world, we saw a lot of a press and a squeeze. The prophet has already prophesied that. Said that the pressure will come. Said that the squeeze that will come. And we're now facing it. But don't forget. It's not that the pressure or the squeeze. Just coming from the world. That are coming to us. The press and the squeeze. Is actually coming from the word of God. That are revealed. Because it's Elijah. He said. He said if I don't pray. Three and a half a year. What without a do or rain will fall on this earth. It's by the prophet's word and then the curse that are upon this world. It's by the prophet's the word that are the pressure and the squeeze that has come upon this earth. It's because of the word of Elijah. Then the squeeze that come on that high. And when the squeeze and pressure come, it's not that the whole world is a uh, Getting affected by the bride of Jesus Christ that are affected by two. Is that to the woman, you know, the of the seraphat, that she come to the point that she ran out of oil, she ran out of a flower, that it in his, uh, uh, in his, uh, in his uh, uh, bottle, and he, she come to the point she's going to die. And she was affected in the two. And thinking about this world, the prophet years ago has a prophesied that the pressure will come. We have a living end of the time and seemingly impossible for us even to live. The softer living, the pressure and everything. That has been prophesied years ago. Now we're witnessing it. The persecution, it will come. That now we're witnessing it. 
And still right now we have our brothers in China still in the jail for the namesake of Jesus Christ. And for the word of God's sake. For the Bible's sake. The persecution is here. But why? It's because of the word. The prophet is the word to bring the persecution. The prophet is the word to bring the pressure. The prophet is the word to bring the squeeze. But thank God. God said it during that time. I'm still going to provide my heavenly providence to you. I'm still going to supernaturally that are feeding you. That's the time God will reveal himself. In this fullness. It's the word of a God. Bring this pressure. And the disgrace. That had come on this. Uh, come on to the bride of Jesus Christ. And then. Amos, Amos said. Surely the Lord would do nothing. But reveal the secret. What does the secret mean? Reveals the secret. To the servants. The prophet. Secret. Means the counsel. Or assembly. Secret also means the circle of a familiar friends. That's the secret. God revealed to his prophet. The secret means the circle of a familiar friends. Only the familiar friends can know what is the secret it is. But God led to the prophet to get into if I can see his circle. Because secret means circle of a familiar friends. Only the familiar friends will know the secret. God allow, invite the prophet get into his circle. When he get into it is a circle that shows he's the friend of a God. And then when he become a friend of a God, get into the circle, then the Lord will reveal his secret to his friend. By you receiving or by the prophet sending the word, the secret to you, that shows God said, I invite you to come into my circle. You are my familiar friend. If you're not my familiar friend, I'm not going to even reveal the secret to you. I'm not going to reveal Christ in you, the hope of a glory. Because you're not my familiar friend. But if you are, by receiving the word, I invite you to come to my circle. Talk about a circle. I've been to some circle. To be invited into the certain circle is a privilege. When you're an underdog, you're not in the top dog's league. Because you're not in that circle. I remember when I was in Hong Kong the first time. Uh, I was in that about a year or two. And I was working in my company, started to climbing up. And my boss invited me to his circle. So we went to, uh, uh, I don't know, it was a six-star hotel or whatever hotel that is. You're not considered a top dog. And when you get into that circle, all of a sudden you know a lot of people you never know. I actually wish you don't know. When you're invited in that circle, 
You start to know a lot of things. Actually, it's not very good. You start to know a lot of secrets. And you wish you never know. Because you were invited into that circle. And I remember we went up the elevator and into the hotel there and the, the huge restaurant today. Just, uh, I don't even know how to use my witch chopsticks for what. They got too many chopsticks and this and that. I don't know what, the, what is that. I was a look at that. The first thing coming to my mind, who's going to pay this? <laughs> oh, the boss said, yeah, it's, it's paid for. It's paid for. The reason is because I'm now in the top dog league. You're in a different circle now. He said, don't worry, everything is paid for. Because you're in the different circle. And then it start to just, you start to know people. And this people got a million billionaire, this. And that person is another billionaire. I look at them, I thought, my goodness, I, 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 I don't want them to know how much money I have in my account. And they act differently, they talk different things. I never heard of it before. They said, oh, uh, how much money you made? Well, not very good, just a $2 billion last year. Wow. And they said, oh, where were you being? Oh, I went to Macau. You know, I just lost another uh, $200 million. Seriously. You know, you're in the different circle. And everything was paid for. You know a lot of a secret. That is the worldly circle. I'm so glad I was invited to another circle. In that circle, everything is paid for. My salvation is paid for. My healing is paid for. You don't have any worry about, oh, I got a cancer, I got this. It's paid for. Why? You're in a different circle. When you're in that circle, my father owns all the cattle on the hill. You said, oh, I cannot do this. I can't pay my bill. But my father owns all the cattle on the hill. reason is you living in another circle. In that circle, you start to know people you never know before. In that circle, you meet the people that love the Lord. In that circle, you meet the people that has the vision. In that circle, you meet other people that sacrifice their life for the kingdom of a God. In that circle, you meet other people going to sit on the throne of Jesus Christ. You're from the underdog, become a top dog. Oh, because you're the sick, you are in the different circle. Because the prophet was considered the servants of a, the servants of the prophet was considered a, the friend, the familiar friend that God can invite him to his circle. And then he got to the secret. And by giving you the word, by receiving the word, you literally went into another circle. That secret is also means intimacy with God. In that circle, 
I might as well just say this. You know, you heard a lot of people saying, especially in this world, we need to draw a bigger circle. We need to draw everybody in. Nobody go to hell. Everybody go to heaven. If heaven full of those type of people, I don't want to go into that circle. I don't want what I hated, what I disgusting about on this earth. And I come when I go to heaven, I still gonna live the same life. That's not my circle that I want to. And the people in this world are saying, we need to draw a bigger circle. We just love everybody. Everybody's a lovable. Everybody, you know, we all, we're all the same. And we're not all the same. To say that we're all the same, that down degraded me. Because I've been sacrificing my life for the word that I have heard. I've been dedicating my whole life to live a holy life. If you live a holy life, it doesn't mean anything. Why live it? If you sacrifice a life, dedicate our life, dedicate our life day and night into the word of a God to live in a holy, pure life before the Lord. If that doesn't mean anything, why live it? And you even see that the people, sometimes you heard that even in the message wrong. They said we need to draw the bigger circle. Have you ever drawn a circle? Why you are so quiet? <laughs> it's old Bert Murphy again, huh? When you draw a circle, in order for you to draw a circle, you must have a center. You must have an anchor. Then you draw a circle. But no matter how big the circle you draw, it must be in the center. It must be in that, in that anchor. Then you can draw as big as you want, but the anchor never changed. The center never changed. Christ is the center that never changed. No matter how big a circle draw, you must have a center. In that circle, there's no sin. In that circle, there's a holiness. In that circle, there's a pureness. In that circle, there's honesty. In that circle, there's a dedicated life. In that circle, there's no jealousy. In that circle, there's no bitterness. In that circle, there's no hatred. In that circle, there's no politics. In that circle, there's no holding grudges. In that circle, there's no secret agenda. It must be a center. It must be a Christ. Then you can draw as big circle as you want. Without an anchor, it just become a sail in the wind without a rudder. It just go whatever way that it will go. But in that circle, there is a sacrificial life. In that circle, there's a true life. In that circle, there's a burden of the word. We're not trying to draw people to our circle. We're not trying to draw people to color the Bible way circle. We're not trying to draw people to the wrong circle. There's a no wrong circle. That is a wrong circle. 
There's no circle of the race circle. There's no circle of the bicycle circle. There's no circle of the trick circle. There's no circle of our down circle. There's only one circle. Christ, that's the circle. And in that circle, there's an intimacy, love with Jesus Christ. In that circle, everybody were a member of the Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus Christ. In that circle, there's a glory. In that circle, there's a supreme rulership. That's the circle we want to get to. Let a musician come. It's the Christ, the Word living in you, that become the hope of a glory. He revealed his secret to the prophet. And then the prophet give that secret to us. And they consider you that in that circle. If I can say that you're in the secret circle. It's like in a mason. They have a certain secret. They have a certain way. They put their gesture or whatever that is. They consider them we're the elite group. But I will say the bride of Jesus Christ. They are the elite group. God only revealed His secret to them without revealing that to anybody else. He drawed us into that circle. Aren't you glad that it would call you to be in His circle? It doesn't matter if you're in this man's circle or that worldly circle, this society or that society, but it's all matter. To be in the Christ circle. The intimacy. The person was the Jesus Christ. Christ in you. That intimacy. That is the Christ that has with the bride. That is the circle that we want to grow into. Let us stand. Hallelujah. Let's send blessed assurance. As Kenzia, we prepare for the baptism. Oh, how we thank the Lord. I don't know what about you. I just love the Lord. I'm just so glad He invited me into that circle. You've probably been invited into many circles. Some probably consider it a privilege. But it's the most privilege that we can ever have is to be considered a familiar friend of Jesus Christ that he revealed his secret to us and speak to us heart to heart have you experienced that amen let's sing together blessed assurance oh blessed assurance
Give us his word. He said, I have given them thy word. And think about it. What a word that we heard, Brother Timothy. That is almighty God. This is his own word. That is the word that can transform us. That's the word that it bring us to it is a circle. And we never have to be that in this world had been fulfilled at this uh, or underprivileged it anymore. We're the most privileged of the people that are on this earth. Let's sing that out of song. How great is our God.
tonight we have uh, our seventh baptism. Isn't that a marvelous thing in the last few months? God dealing wonderfully with our children and our families and sister. I, I told Kenzie the other day, and now I call her sister. Sister Kenzie. And she says, well, that sounds so old. <laughs> but we feel privileged to be able to be standing here with you. See your father, grandfather here, mother, grandmother, brothers and sister. It's a wonderful thing. And I, I told Kenzie when we sat down, we take time, we go over scriptures and over baptism. Because this is for her. We all individually have our experience and personal revelation of Christ in you. And, and that's what it's all about, Sister Kenzie, is now as we were speaking that little still small voice that spoke to you, whether it be on the plane or whether it be in a morning devotion, that's God speaking to you. And that will be the still small voice that will con- continue to guide you in life's road. And um, Mom or Sister Leah uh, was just telling me as we were speaking here, we're getting ready to come into the baptism. She said, Brother Murphy, you were speaking that morning, name your children. And Leah was just telling me, she says, I named every one of them. And that morning is when Kenzie came off a plane and said, Mom, I need to get baptized. I need to get right with God. And, and this is what, this is what we live for. To enjoy the moment, saints of God. This is what we prayed for and the brothers have been speaking and calling names out. And we were wondering, is this the voice of the resurrection calling our children home, raising them up and dealing with your life. And it's a marvelous thing. That this young lady. Has now followed the leadership. Of the blessed Holy Spirit. To come into the waters of baptism. Because Kenzie you want to be identified. With Jesus Christ. And water baptism is an identification. Of an outward experience. Of something that's happened on the inside. Something's happening in your heart. Dear. Something's happened deep. And now you're wanting to identify with this Jesus called Christ. And a a wonderful scripture that has has been one of my favorites since I've been saved. The Bible says in Matthew 5 and 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For you shall be filled. You shall be filled. The Bible says, Repent every one of you and and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the hungering for God, dear. And then the prophet turns around, and we've been quoting a lot of Christ and Mr. God revealed. Why do you hunger, Kenzie? Why do you thirst? It's your Heavenly Father desiring to reveal Himself to you. And so then as that becomes personal, you start to realize, I've got a personal walk with Jesus. So now, honey, you want to say something? Um, I would like to say that I'm so thankful for God for dealing with me these past couple of months. Isn't it marvelous that you can look back? And she said, Uncle Tommy, when you took the last morning devotion at at the school and you spoke on holiness, and without holiness, no man will see this God. And then the Lord builds on and you have friends and associations and at a girlfriend's place and the mother's playing a tape and tells them to go have a little time of prayer. And 
and, and God starts to get a hold of you and speaks to you on a plane and mom calls out your name and here we are in the waters of baptism. How great is our God. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our precious Lord Jesus, we have prayed much, Lord, for our children. And now we see the gathering of God bringing them into the very presence of the great I Am. And Lord Kenzie stands here, heart tender, heart open, to let the Holy Spirit come and fill her, Lord. That is her desire. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Fill her, Lord, tonight. Lord, as she comes out of the water, let the Holy Ghost descend. Let the fire of God burn within her heart. Lord, and, and, and illuminate every gift that is laid within this vessel. Use her as a testimony and as a witness of your grace, of your love and your mercy. May she stand true and pure and step on that solid rock and hold that anchor as we heard this evening, Lord. Bless her now. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Not yet. <laughs> Amen, Sister Kenzie. By your confession, the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. I baptize you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. How great is our God. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Now that is a stand. Oh, and I'm so happy Amen. to see another soul. How wonderful our God is. Can we sing a song? I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Oh, I'm amazed at you.
one quote I just feel in my heart I want to share it with you. In one of the messages, Brother Bram said, in the discernment line, he said, you haven't served God in the way that you should have. He said, I could say that. I could see that. Because you had a desire too, but you haven't done it. He said, would you serve Him from now on? You promise that? He said, no way I'd know that. Only through God. Is that right? The prophet said, I see you trying. You even prayed before you come here. You're trying to find favor. Didn't you? He said, you were kneeling by the side of a chair recently. Where there's a little table sitting on the right hand side. Pray. He said, is that right? You're trying to find favor. He said, no one knows that but God. I and you. Is that true? Then if I by the Spirit of a God are telling you now the same thing, like was told to the woman at a well, is when a master was there, he told her the secret thing that was keeping her from her liberty. And she said, she accepted him, said, come, see a man who told me all things. Maybe you're in that situation. And his spirit is here now working through his servant telling you. You believe that? And I've told you the thing that's hindering you. You will accept him now? Will you do that? He said, shall we bow our heads? Heavenly Father, you're here to make our sister well. Grant, dear God, that you will heal her now, soul and body. May she leave the building now rejoicing. Forgive her, Lord, of every transgression. Grant, Father, that she will be your child from now on. Seeing her persuading to you, seeing that mistake that she made yonder. Father, and your spirit able to call it out right here at the platform. But thou demon, upon the confession of this woman's faith, in the Son of a God had come in the name of Jesus Christ, professing the gift of the divine healing, you are made known. You can't hide any longer. Come out of the woman through Jesus Christ. Let's bow our head. Dear Heavenly Father, we have committed service to you and we are committed our every one of in this building to your hands, Lord. If there is anyone here that this word is applying to, Lord, I pray that the presence of a God go to them. Lord, that a person of a God living inside of them. Let them know that the Lord is still interested about them. Let them know the Lord is still cared about their benefit. Let them know the Lord is still in the business of a saving. Let them know the Lord is still in the business of a delivering. Lord, if it a person that has been trying, Lord, may they not just try. Lord, may they dedicate themselves, Lord. Is that how much we're trying? 
It's not about how much we try to find a favor before God, but it's to give our whole self, cut down every bridge behind us, and go to God and say, Lord, here I am. I dedicated my whole life to you. Everything, let us put it on an altar. Father, don't let them have anything that is reserved, but I'm reservedly give everything to you, Father. I committed every one of them into your hands. Lord, and may you be with every one of us. Going back to our home. That I know they have heard the word from the Lord. It's not because of the man preaching it. But Lord, because you are the person. You dealt with the people's heart. You want to live the inside of them. Father, we give ourselves to you. May your name be glorified. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. That's saying that I'm, I'm amazed before we leave. Oh, I'm with each other. Say the best thing that you can say. May the God bless you until we meet it again.